the Thriving Student Podcast, helping you go from surviving to thriving during your studies. Hi there, love. My name is Bridget, and I'm a qualified naturopath at Earthly Health Naturopathy. Welcome to the Thriving Student Podcast. My aim is to provide you with practical natural health tips about nutrition, lifestyle changes, and some herby magic to make studying a little easier. So let's go. student podcast and for many of you the first official week of term one for 2023 how are you feeling I thought we'd start off the podcast my very first episode with my five biggest and best tips for helping you start off the term on the right foot the healthy foot before we jump into those five tips I do just want to explain a little bit about who I am and what naturopathy is as well so I work in my own business earthly health naturopathy And I see a wide variety of clients, but students are definitely my favorite client. I was a student for a really long time. I loved being a student. I went from year 12, I went to uni, I dropped out, I did a a little study year, and then I went back and finally studied naturopathy for four years. So I was there for a really long time. But I don't remember being the healthiest student. I always got sick around exams and assessments. I had really poor lifestyle habits and I ditched the things that made me feel good because I didn't think that I had the time or that they weren't important in comparison to my study. When I finally started practicing, all I wanted to do was go back in time and give myself some of the information that I now had. That's why I've started this podcast. Essentially, I want to be able to pass on some of those tips that I now have as a naturopath so that you don't feel like you're falling in a heap at the end of study so that you can continue to thrive. So what is naturopathy? Well, great question. Nobody really knows. But essentially, naturopathy is all about holistic disease prevention through natural methods. As a naturopath, I believe that the body wants to heal itself. It has the ability to heal itself and to get back into balance or harmony. So treatment options encourage the entire body. They talk about joining together that entire body, not just a specific symptom or a part of the body that is affected. We want to find out the cause behind your illness or what's happening for you health-wise, rather than putting a band-aid over the symptom that you might be experiencing. We do this by combining nutritional and dietary advice, lifestyle changes, supplements where you need them, and my most dearly held love, herbal medicine. That's my favorite thing. And we're going to talk heaps more about that as we continue over the course of the podcast. So that's me. That's naturopathy. That's why we're doing this podcast. So let's jump in today. Let's start with those five overarching health tips to keep in mind as you enter term one. Now, if you're a uni student listening to this, start of semester might still be a few weeks away for you. So you just get a couple extra weeks to start implementing them and to consider them. Lucky you. Okay, tip number one. The first thing that you will need to be doing to help get yourself on the right foot is simply to drink more water. Yes, that's as as easy as it's going to be. We're not overcomplicating things here. Essentially, all of the functions in the body happen in a watery environment. Our body is like over 70% water. So essentially, if we are dehydrated, if we don't have enough water in our body, all of those functions are less effective. 
We need to stay hydrated. Water is really important for our energy production, so helping to keep our energy up and balanced throughout the whole day. It's really good for keeping our bowels moving. You'll learn this about naturopathy. There's plenty of poo chat during <laughs> during naturopathy appointments. So we're going to talk about the fact that water is really important to make sure that you're regularly going to the toilet. It's also very important for encouraging detoxification and elimination, so helping to keep your liver happy and helping to keep your skin glowing as well. It's great for happy muscles. And more importantly, as students, it's actually really important for keeping our brain focused and our cognition functioning well throughout the day as well. Water should always be your number one liquid choice. You should definitely always prioritize this over coffee and stimulants or anything else. So how how do you drink more water? I think that's one of the big things that I talk to clients about in consultations is about how to encourage something that may not be a natural habit for you. My number one tip is to get a really good drink bottle. Get something that you love and literally take it with you everywhere. Pop it in the car, take it in your school bag, take it in your uni bag. Make sure that you're carrying it along to classes and lectures with you. Making sure that you're sipping on water whenever you're having food. I don't mean gulping down giant big glasses with your meals, but just sipping on water whenever you sit down to have brekkie lunch or dinner. Start the day with some water is another good way to start implementing water as well. You can also use a couple of different apps. There's one called My Water and there's also Plant Nanny and they are just really good little notification reminders to say, hey, don't forget to have a glass of water. These are just ways to get started, but essentially we're trying to aim for at least two litres of water per day. It's a little bit more if you're exercising or if you're drinking coffee or alcohol as well. Okay, But two litres is a really good baseline and it's something that you can do straight away to start helping your health. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is eat breakfast. This will be the hill that I die on. If I achieve nothing else in life but convincing people to start their day with breakfast, that is going to be enough for me. Eating breakfast is the way that we get in one third of our nutrition throughout the day. You have three opportunities, three main meals throughout the day to get in the nutrition required to keep you functioning. If we are skipping breakfast, we are automatically down to two thirds of that nutrition and it's not quite enough to keep you going. So we want breakfast in to keep up literally just with those basic nutritional intake. We also want to start the day with enough energy to actually get you through the first period of your day at school, okay? Breakfast is so, so important to start your metabolism off on the right foot. If you're having breakfast, everything else can follow along from there. Now, I can already hear you say, but whenever I eat breakfast, I feel really unwell or I start to feel nauseous. That's where I'm going to have to tell you to make sure that you prioritize this, Getting into the habit, making the opportunity to have breakfast each day is how you're going to help build up that habit. If it is making you feel unwell, I encourage you to try something different for breakfast. Try and start the day with a different taste or it may actually be worth talking to a naturopath about this or at least a GP to begin the progress to making sure that there's nothing else here that could be causing you to feel that way. But essentially, eat breakfast. So how do we do this? We start small. If you're not somebody who naturally eats breakfast, if this isn't a normal habit for you, just start with anything. Start with a piece of toast, start with a piece of fruit on the way out the door, or give yourself an extra five or 10 minutes in your morning to make sure that you can have some time to eat some breakfast. My other routine, and this is me because I'm super lazy, is I would way prefer to have it sorted out the night before. So put everything together for my smoothie so that I can quickly whip that up in the morning. 
prepare it just like you would your lunch or your snacks that you take with you the next day. With breakfast, I typically recommend something that has nice high levels of protein in it. But we're going to talk more about what makes a good breakfast and how to structure that in another episode because I could literally talk about it forever. So start with the classics. Toast, porridge or overnight oats. Really super simple. Takes five minutes to throw together and they last all week in the fridge. A nutritious smoothie. Having leftovers. There's literally no rule against what you're allowed to have for breakfast. So just start with something. But that's tip number two. Make sure that you eat breakfast. Tip number three is all about prioritizing your sleep. Okay, this is another hill that I'm going to die on. You must be prioritizing your sleep, especially as a student. Essentially, getting a good night's sleep is paramount to the health of your whole body. Sleep is when our body heals, it repairs tissues, it restores functions. It actually solidifies the information that we've gathered over the day. When you're studying, you take in so much information and knowledge over the course of the day. And then if you're not sleeping well, a lot of that knowledge struggles to literally stay in your head. Your brain is reinforcing different neural connections that it started to create that day. So if we're not getting proper good sleep, those neural connections don't necessarily get created and solidified in the brain. So investing in your sleep is so worth it. It's also important for your mental health. It's important for regulating hormone production. It's good for your stress levels and so, so, so much more. So getting a really good night's sleep is something that you should definitely not skip over when we talk about the the health of your whole body. There's a few ways that I encourage people to sort of start with this. And then if you are somebody that has issues with sleep, I strongly encourage you to reach out for help. But these are some things you can do at home now. So number one is have a consistent bedtime. Try and head to bed at the same time every night. Give yourself an almost like a bedtime alarm to shut the laptop, to finish the study, to stop watching the TV show, whatever it is you do before bed, and then actually head off to bed. We also want to see if we can have some time before bed without any screens. So stopping your um, stopping your study at a certain time to then give yourself half an hour to go to bed. Whether that's go have a shower, preparing the bag or your uniform or whatever it is you need for the next day. But just some solid time without your screen before you actually head to bed. That's going to improve the quality of your sleep overnight as well. And then as well as a consistent bedtime, we also want a consistent wake-up time. I found that in high school, this was way easier. I had to get up every single day to go to school to be there at the same time. But in uni, this was, you know, it was a totally different routine every single day. So if you can find a consistent way to wake up every day, that would be really fantastic too. You can also use meditation or podcasts to help you go to sleep. There's some really fantastic apps out there. Lavender essential oil, whether you burn it in a diff- or you pop it in a diffuser or you drop it on your pillow. Lavender oil also has some really fantastic research behind it for helping to encourage a deep sleep. It's very good at sort of relieving anxiety and helping to sedate you at nighttime. You can also look into some specific herbal medicines as well. If you struggle with your sleep, as I said, please reach out. Don't put this one on hold. This is where it's going to help your whole body, your whole study all year. So if you sleep better, the sooner you're able to do that, the better overall. Tip four is to stay social. Now, this is a little bit of a different one. It's not necessarily a specific health recommendation, but this is something, again, as naturopathy, we're trying to encompass the whole person. It's mind, spirit, and soul. So we're talking about mind, spirit, physical body. 
body, mind, and soul. Yeah, there we go. Mind, body, and soul. So when we're talking about staying social in year 12, in uni, wherever you are in your study at the moment, it can all be a really isolating time. You're going to be spending a lot of time alone with a laptop and books deep in your own little hermit study bubble. It's worth it, but it's not worth losing your friends and family for and those connections. They are the ones that you're going to need when you're in the depths of sacks and exams to give you encouragement. It's important to keep up your social connections. Also, as somebody who's post-study, you will absolutely miss having your friends right next to you. So it's just now is the time to make the most of them. So a few ways that I encourage you to keep and stay social is to keep lunchtime for lunchtime. Don't try and squeeze in an extra 30 minutes of study during lunch. It's not worth it. It's not going to make or break your marks. Spend that time laughing, engaging with your friends, having the best time. And those are the things that you will look back on in year 12 and in uni and you will remember that the most. Make time during the term, during semester for the parties and events that are coming up. They are equally important and they make up those experiences. If you have a job, keep up your job. If you have outside of school connections, people that you see either in a sports team or some other connection, they are still super important. And let your family see your face every so often as well. That would be really nice. I'm sure that they'd like that. So stay social. You are really going to miss those connections once the time is over and you might also just need them a little bit during the year as well. Now, my last tip, tip number five is to keep moving. Now, this is hard for me to say because I was not someone who thought that exercise or movement was really that important at all during school. I literally dropped PE subjects as soon as I was allowed to. So listen up, keeping your body moving is so important. And I don't mean like don't go and train for a marathon or anything. If that's not you, you don't have to do that. But small amounts of movement act as a fantastic brain break and they help to create endorphins that make you feel great throughout the day as well. Your blood is the way that you deliver nutrients throughout the body. So whatever you're eating throughout the day, they get absorbed in the gut, they land in the blood, and then the blood has to pump them around to the different muscles to make them actually go to work. Exercise is the way to help pump that blood around the body, right into your fingertips and into your toes, and that's how we keep our tissues healthy. So keeping moving is going to be a really great way to keep you sane over the lot of year 12 or wherever you are in your study. So how can we do that without, you know, running a marathon? So number one, you can go for a walk around the oval, around your school grounds or around the block, wherever your uni is at lunchtime, during classes, during your lectures. Walk a little bit further from the bus or the train or the car park, however you get to your study space. Um, Park a little bit further away, jump off the bus to stop earlier or make sure that you go with a friend. Maybe do join a sports team if that's something that you would like. You can bind your social time by doing that. Uh, join a sports team or have a yoga studio or Pilates studio or something like that that you can go to. Some of those things, obviously, there's a bit of privilege there in terms of they can cost different financial commitments as well. But you can also join little communities online to help you keep yourself going that it might be a little bit more financially friendly too. Yoga or stretching in the morning, you can find excellent routines on YouTube. Five or ten minutes in the morning or before you go to bed at night time is another way to see if you can get that in consistently. So moving is another really important tip that I would highly recommend to start you off on the right foot. So those are my top five tips to start off your term, your semester, your year 
on the right foot, the healthy foot. Number one, drink more water. Number two, eat more breakfast or make sure you eat breakfast. Number three, prioritize some good quality sleep. Number four, stay social, keep up those social connections. And number five, make sure you move your body, okay? We're going to be diving into each one of these topics um, a little deeper over more podcast episodes, but I thought we'd just start with a little taster for the right to start off the term. Uh, I also know that the first couple of weeks can be quite overwhelming as you settle into your new routine. So we'll just start with the basics and we will grow from there. Okay. I hope that you can find a way to incorporate them into your studies this year to help you thrive. Thanks for listening to the Thriving Student Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Earthly Health Naturopathy or email me with any feedback or questions you have at hello at earthlyhealthnaturopathy.com.au. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. You can also rate and follow the podcast, which would just be amazing. All right. Good luck with your SAC or assignment this week. Keep well and we'll talk soon. Bye. This podcast was recorded on the land of the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation always was, always will be Aboriginal land.